0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. We are back. It is time to kick off Season 2 of Walk the Line here at Impact 89 FM, Impact Sports at Michigan State University.
1: My name is Dan Cryer, and sitting with me again is Ryan Smith. It's good to be back, Dan. It was uh, was a great summer, but it's time to start this fall semester and uh, start recording a few more shows here.
0: Yes, I'm extremely excited. I'm lucky because I was able to get in here last week, uh, do a show uh, express my
1: exuberance about the upcoming football season. I mean, yeah, and you guys kept everyone up to date on the uh, World Cup. So Yeah, the summer's been... That's not my expertise necessarily, so i let you guys take that one yeah, away. Thank but you,
0: Brooks Lambeer, for sitting in. And Brooks is a really sharp guy. He knows I mean, his soccer man, as good he, as, he as he anyone. Knows sports top to bottom. Brooks is a great guy. But, uh, you know, last year, Ryan and I got in here multiple times, yeah. and we talked about uh, the lines and everything. And right now, today, you know, we're at the, uh, uh, right at the third week of August, so there aren't really... There are line's out, but there's a lot to be determined before the games actually begin. So on today's show, Ryan and I are just going to discuss a couple different topics. Uh, I would like to discuss with Ryan some of the things that I talked about last week on the show called Defending the Line. And then uh, we're going to kind of preview the upcoming football season because there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot to be excited about. So
1: That's the beauty of sports. No matter what time of year it is, there's always something to talk about. And we we get the opportunity to come in here and do it in front of some mics. and. Yeah, blast, so. I mean,
0: that's the coolest part. I mean, and, and you know, thank you to Impact Sports. Definitely, it's, it's just such a nice opportunity to come in here and, and and just you know express our our thoughts on, especially you know
1: we t- we like to just kind of break down the statistics yeah. of everything. And and last year was kind of like a trial run, and it's been a while since I've been in the studio, so mm-hmm. I was kind of itching to get back in here awesome. and try and get back at it. it. Yeah, it's just something fun to do during the week. And
0: yeah. Well then, let's just briefly, because I do want to get into football season here, but uh, uh, you know, yeah. Ryan, Ryan did me a favor. He did listen to the podcast that I, I recorded, and what I talked about last week was that I think that there is a, a supreme legitimacy in discussing the point spreads of football games, and I think it really adds to the enjoyment of football, and I think that it, it rivals other forms of risk. I mean, like Ryan, why don't, why don't you talk about fantasy football, because you're highly involved in, in that. You and your friends do leagues.
1: I mean, I just think even yeah, fantasy football is fun, and I think sports at any level is about fans or not fans or whatever just wanting to predict the outcome of what happens. So when you're gambling, it's bad. But then I saw a commercial this morning that you could weekly you could go on to mm-hmm. it wasn't NFL.com, but yeah. let's say it was NFL.com. Yeah. And so each week you basically buy your fantasy players. So the better the players, you know, Drew Brees is two hundred dollars, and so it's a business. You it's, basically yeah. buy Drew Brees, and then you know they say whatever the the pot at the end of the week is uh-huh. if you have the best fantasy thing you're you get $4500 and it it all in in one way or another is predicting what you think athletes or teams are going to do out on the field based on stats or trends or things of that sure. nature and so i mean even march madness brackets we kind of talked about that it's yeah. all people want to be right and that's that's what it all boils down to this, all yeah. of this is just people want to be right and even an out. I mean, that's kind of what sports media is. is It's their job to give us a feel for what we should expect, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that and that's that's where emotion comes in sports as a fan too. Because you know, I don't think anyone from Jacksonville State is going to be crushed if and when they lose to Michigan State because okay, yeah. people have told them you shouldn't expect this, you shouldn't expect to win. Yeah, and so, but if you're Michigan State playing Northwestern and there's all these stats suggesting you should win mm-hmm. and then you don't. Then you feel a letdown and it's the same. Well, everything if, I see is prediction. I mean, but everything, I mean and right. everything is used to basically predict what should happen and then exactly. you base your emotion after based on those Yeah, and, and I and mentioned stat. like self-esteem boost. Right.
0: There's nothing better than being correct
1: when you and, make a prediction. And and I, right. You mentioned the app and it is. It's nice at the end of the day to open that free app up and just mm-hmm. see green, 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 yeah. green because... In a way, you think, oh, I know what I'm talking about. It gives you a sense of entitlement to, you (laughs) know, we watch so much sports, so it's kind of nice to be like, oh, we do know what we're talking about. It is. And then when you don't, you're like, Oh, sports make no sense. And right I was just now. thinking as
0: you were speaking. You know, I mean, the funny thing about sports is we can predict all we want, but look what happens. That's the beauty of sports. You say the game's not played on paper, and right. then when you see when they get, and then the game exactly. actually happens, some crazy unexpected twist of fate goes down. Uh, uh, an underdog wins. An underdog, you know, covers a spread, or something happens at the end of the game where there's an right. interception, and and you're just you you're like, wow, it's, just, it's amazing. <laughs> So, and and another question I had for you because I mentioned this. I mean, we've come a long way in the last uh, you know twenty thirty years from the past of what sports gambling was. You know, it used to be mm-hmm. let me make a quick phone
1: call from a payphone or to my bookie in Chicago or something like that. It and, it does, and because of that, it holds a negative connotation. And yeah. so, if, I mean, I think the thing with us is when we talk about sports betting. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's more than money, currency. You know, you invest brain power yeah. in it, and you know, like I said, it, it's our lives. Like we read sports, we breathe it, we live it, and so, yeah, we're basically just investing our our minds in it. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you talk about sports gambling, you think, like you said, the the to the, the bookie, bookie and right. blah, blah, blah. oh, gambling debt, and in, oh, he's gonna come get me and my ruin my family. These are things that did right. happen. But... And so, what I was thinking this morning, when you know I knew we were gonna do the show, is. Mm-hmm basically what we're talking about is predictions and people do that in many ways. And so there's people who predict based, like I said, there's people who base on stats. Yeah. There's people who do it on trends. We do it with point spreads and, you know, even pregame shows. What? Why Good would time. you watch a pregame show unless they're going to talk about right. the game that's coming up and what they think is going to happen? Injury reports, yeah. who's Here's playing the well. Here's the pluses yeah. for mm-hmm. this team. Here's the... and. In, it, in a way, it's all just breaking. It's just a different way to break down yeah, sports. And the like keys to the game, they it. put in the different
0: yeah. little bu- bullet points. Okay, you know, like this player has a lot of your
1: defensive prowess. This guy's a good offensive yeah, and player. even on Fox NFL Sunday, they go down the line. What do you think the score of the Bears Panthers game is oh, yeah. going to be? 21 17, you know, 34 yep. 20. And so people just predict scores. That's part of sports yep. media. And but then when you put it in the light of betting it looks bad it does which it, is fair i mean there like I you said there's, I totally do. there's a bad
0: and and it's it's something it's kind of tearing at me a little bit cuz what I'm, what i'm trying to do is like, kind of take the cloak off of the negative commentations of the point spreads in betting because there's there's something i mean yes we have a risk of self esteem but but, like, you know, I just don't feel that we have that risk of going deep into debt because we don't have bookies and we right. don't call. But there are people out it, there it is who, true. I mean,
1: and that's and that's the worry is that someone with information, whether it be, you know, an insider at the at a university mm-hmm. or whether it's, you know, just the gangster who gets buddies with a player oh, and sure. tells him yeah, to throw a game. with the point spread so, or something, yeah. Everything has pluses and minuses. Recruiting has pluses and minuses. You know, it's not just betting. There's everything in life has good and bad. Yes. And the same thing with sports betting. Yes. I 100% agree. There are some really bad things that go with sports betting. Yes. But it's not it shouldn't You're right. It shouldn't put a shadow over Predictions, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and that's where I actually feel like
0: really cool that we're, I feel like we're doing a service to point spreads, you know what I mean? It's, I, <laughs> I, I,
1: I just, <laughs> you know,
0: but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I really do. Like, I, I think that it's something that, that, when other people, if they knew the lingo and the jargon, because uh, one of I mentioned the word push last week, and and that means when you don't win or lose. Like if the I said uh, the, the over-under would be 42 points and the final was 28-14, that would equal t- 42 points. Right. So you don't exactly. lose or win. And so when people get the jargon down and the, and the lingo, you know, over-under spreads, it's just like, there's certain things, there's certain stats that you know for fantasy football, because you say, my player got 50 yep. points. I don't know what he's talking about, but in... I can tell he's happy because I'm like, is that a lot? You know what I mean? Because I I don't do fantasy football, and and it's just not something that really particularly interests me personally. But I really do love looking at the – I just love looking at the lines every week. And and on a daily basis for baseball, it's really cool to see because sometimes we – we always see Ryan and I always see a, a, a line, and we go, "That why is that there? How do they know?" Because I talked last week, it gets to the the public, and then like, it what goes, are they saying that we're well, yeah, not? And then there there are times where Ryan and I just say, "This this has to be a trap because it's too obvious." And then sure enough, like if we we fall for the trap, and then we're and like, we
1: willingly fall for Ugh. it,
0: so it's what
1: makes it fun. And a, and a big word that comes up a lot too is you know people are worried about the integrity of the sport, yeah, and that's the problem with. With sports betting is yeah. that they don't want players refs coaches right people involved in organizations to get in like to sh- medal like a pete rose who might or might not have had yeah, his because team it just it always makes you i mean even now cloud. even now it's illegal and people still go was this game fixed Was sure. it this or that yep and you so even when it's illegal there's just no way to know who's doing what i know and we 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 talked about you know the kid from San Diego it was San Diego right who played basketball and he it was in that in the ESPN article Okay. You, or the Sports Illustrated yeah, article yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah it had a in list 1986 of all, March 10th mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really Yeah, remember. it
0: listed all the different scandals and
1: such but yeah i, I forget where i was going with this well now, you said there but, was
0: a player in San Diego did he did he take like uh, a yeah, money to oh
1: uh, okay i remember what we were talking okay cuz we talked you know it's so hard for an individual player so unless a whole team yeah. is in on it's a it it's conspiracy right especially in football it's just there's so many different aspects of the game and there's so many players yeah so the kid i remember the kid from san diego so uh-huh. i brought this up is okay. he literally was driving down the lane had an open layup and peeled out two or three times in the game and so it's just hard to throw a game without people being like what is he doing Right and I'm even remembering because I'm I'm thinking different
0: shenanigans and Ryan mentioned referees there was a uh, Tim, Don- Tim Tim Donaghan, yeah, right and um and he if you go to that season that was in question, where he had money bet and mm-hmm. he he altered games from the referee standpoint, there was a game in like January where he threw a coach out of the game and gave yep. two technical fouls. And there's a quote; it might have even been Phil Jackson or something, mm-hmm. but the, the coach said, "I have no idea what I said to get those technical fouls." And that was just weird because they were, that, yeah. that ended up getting like you know extra points for the team, and and then they they were like, "Well, this this smells. This this seems like there's something wrong." And they checked in, and that's where you found you know what people worry about sports betting and sports gambling but like i said in the show last week if it were happening more often because people are conspiring people don't keep secrets very well not in the world of social media especially mm-hmm. so words get out and people will brag to their friends and people went in on stuff there's blackmail i just don't think it's happening as much as people might worry
1: yeah and it's funny that our show is called walk line because there is a line there though i mean yeah i mean it's and it's very easy to cross that line because there's people who get so caught up in it for money or whatever yeah, and they cross that line and then that's why sports betting has this thing. So I think, I mean, yeah, when you hear betting, it's bad, but like when we talk about it, we're not talking amounts of anything. No, there's no money being there's Nope. It's just because we want to be correct. I I mean, it's a huge deal, but it's not even that it's just for enjoying the sport in a way you know why else would a game that's minus 35 hmm. be interesting you're like right. oh they kicked a field goal at the end and you know yeah and what makes it fun with yeah, teams yeah i that mean are, i get your point yeah it's teams
0: that go up and down you want what's going to be the pace of the game yeah you're like whoa there's a, and and what's funny is sometimes you'll take like uh a, an under, let's say. I remember the Browns played the Redskins the other day, and it was 3 mm-hmm. nothing at halftime, and I was feeling pretty good about it. And the final score was like 28-24, and I was just like, exactly. oh! So it, it makes the the game enjoyable to follow while it's happening, just on, on your phone, you know, checking the scores and stuff.
1: Yeah, and people want to have an understanding of, of what's normal and consistent. And so when you see the lines or the over-unders, and then, you know, say an over unders 35 and they score 70, then you're like, that's not normal at all. So you like... The Definitely. line, the line, Definitely. the line's almost set. Of uh, this is what should happen, or this is what people think are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So then, when something crazy happens, you're like, "Whoa!" They, you know what I mean? So- Definitely. And I mean, and. Uh- I remember
0: last year when Ryan picked Jacksonville Jaguars, who were 0 and 10 or 0 and 11 yeah, at the time. And they were like he's, plus like, he's like 14. No I'm taking what's called the money line, get to the jargon. That's just to win straight up, no point spread. They're the underdog. So you get uh, Ryan called that one, and they came, they won that game. And that's what makes it cool because we won't ever forget that Ryan yeah. made that call. And that was their first win of the year. And
1: I just... Yeah, and
0: I'm notorious last year because I kept making incorrect calls. I was so sure oh, of different well, the things. The
1: NFL was just terrible <laughs> for both of us last year. So I'm interested to see how yeah
0: well good segue because i think we had a nice discussion there and so i guess i'll just pose this question to you so then what are you most looking forward to for this football season pro or college or whatever
1: just to have some football back in our lives you know give us something to talk about and follow mlb's kind of in that fizzle state right now where you it's just there's just too many games in the mlb season and it's just I agree. You know, we're we're in August now. It's it's football season.
0: Yeah, and football season because you know you you have the first week of February is when the Super Bowls played. It's such a long gap that we mm-hmm. have to wait with no fresh, new,
1: real football. Even this preseason, it's so s- synthetic. And because, because even you, yeah. you're watching way more. Pre- I think I've watched a couple snaps. <laughs> I'll check of out a little bit here. But here and there. I just I can't. It's like you with fantasy football. I just can't get into it. You know it. what? I've
0: been watching more often though is the like uh, you know B- BTN greatest games and stuff mm-hmm. because they've been airing when because you really want that, you know. We're that every every football season is its own volume of the encyclopedia. You know, it's it's its own story. Yeah, from it brings excitement
1: back in our lives, and it's so cool. In all honesty, I can't wait for next Friday to just walk to the stadium. I love the atmosphere mm-hmm. on campus on game days because. Yeah, we're playing Jacksonville State, but there's football in the air and people are talking it and just... Yeah, and and how
0: lucky are we that we did walk the line first season? We, we, we watched Michigan State football go to the first Rose Bowl that it went to in 26 years and then and win. went and won, yeah. and, won it. and now, you know, we see the transformation in different aspects on campus. There's different banners and places in the practice field. It says uh, Rose Bowl champions. There's there's on the scoreboard uh, graphics. Everything's red. Everything's Rose new. Titles. It's funny what happens it's when really you win awesome. a Rose Bowl. It's really cool. And there's a lot of expectation because you know Braxton miller went down with a shoulder injury earlier this week which basically decimated ohio state's chances in the experts yeah. mind because they, they have a, a redshirt freshman quarterback i think that's going to step in yeah, and they
1: have an easier easier schedule sure. you know
0: everything's relative but and so what this does now because there's two important games that are going to happen in the next couple weeks. The first is Wisconsin and LSU are playing. This is in terms of the big 10. If Wisconsin can defeat LSU, then that puts them in the national title hopes. Right. Cause discussion. if they,
1: I mean, the thing about being in that West division is if they're good enough to beat LSU, then they start thinking, well, all we have to do is get to that big 10 championship yep. game and just beat whoever. Because that's an sec opponent in, in a neutral. And the thing is it's, Louisiana is closer
0: to Houston where it's going to be played and where the Houston Texans yeah, professional. that's, that's a home goes. game so pretty it's basically right. a home game for LSU. Wisconsin's got to travel all the way down south for that. So in the same uh, vein of that, Michigan State has to go to Eugene, Oregon on September 6th. So that's the belly of the beast there. Pac-12, yep. You know, Oregon is very tough to beat. And you were saying you saw some prediction just online. It's a 91% uh, yeah. chance for Oregon. So if Michigan State can win
1: that game, that will propel Michigan State from the East Division. Right. And And then we're seeing if the Wisconsin-Michigan State. Yeah, and with the Braxton Miller injury, I saw an interest. I don't necessarily agree with this, but I saw it the other day. Someone tweeted or posted an article about with Braxton Miller being out, now a competitive loss for Michigan State at Oregon, and then if they win the Big Ten, they said they they still don't think a Big Ten will get a team. But I I don't agree with that. I mean—
0: well, if, if that would make Michigan if, State eleven and one, and if then you're eleven and, one.
1: and if you're eleven and one, win the Big Ten championship game. So at that point, you're going to have beaten Ohio State. I still know Braxton similar, but come on, it's still Ohio State, Michigan, Nebraska, and then whoever they would play, either Wisconsin, Nebraska, right. or Iowa, probably in the Big Ten championship game yeah. with, it, with one competitive loss. They have. They would have. Well, it's to put interesting. Him in I mean, Ryan, you and I have been in here and we talked about like for the NCAA selection committee,
0: it's a subjective call and there's a lot of politics involved. Like Michigan State right. last year got a higher seed but had to go out west to begin the tournament in Spokane, Washington. Then they end up going to New York, which unfortunately they caught running C- to UConn in it, basically in their, Madison Square where Garden. They, That that's like a home game. You know, talking about the LSU thing. So the thing is, I'm interested to see this bowl committee because you know you 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 read what I wrote for the football program about the. College football playoff system it's got you know it's headed by Jeff Long who's the athletic director of University of Arkansas it has Barry Alvarez on it it has people like Archie Manning and so they have about I think 12 or 13 people and they will subjectively so they don't need to even reflect on any polls or anything right so the question I have maybe I'd like you to respond to this do you think that the politics are going to play in in, in trying to get Big Ten team in there's always
1: a human element they've just added a human element basically and which I like because They've, we've tried for years to get rid of the computer and it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Mm-hmm. And the BCS formula, no one gets it. They've come out and basically said, it's an eye test, <laughs> you know, and that's great. I That's great for football. And that might hurt a Michigan State because it's, I mean- it's not as national brand if it comes down to will they have two sec schools right. and this Do is they... the,
0: it's like a battle of champions you right. know? like you want to see so that's like i agree now now you you've kind of won me over so if michigan state can be competitive in oregon and right. then run the table the rest of the way cuz it's a very favorable schedule but, basically
1: you just want to have an argument for yourself at the end of the year and yeah. you want to be able to say hey here's what we did we had the one loss the second week at oregon which is you know known as one of the hardest places to play yeah and if you come out of there And I think inevitably there will be a surprise
0: because right now you could say the top three are really locked in there. You have Florida State who won last year. Jameis Winston's coming back. Heisman Trophy winner. Fantastic player. You have Alabama, Nick Saban, he's just going to keep putting awesome five-star recruits. And then you have Oklahoma, who's a hot pick because they defeated Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. They were big underdogs.
1: They're still Oklahoma. So (laughs) I'm not sold on them.
0: But that's the thing. And then Ohio State was that fourth team. And then Mm -hmm. since they knocked out... See, Jerry Palm does his predictions for CBS Sports, and he slid Oregon into Ohio State's uh, uh, area. So the point that I'm trying to make here is that... You know, to get into that top four in the mind of everybody right away, boy, a victory in Oregon would almost be like yeah, you're you know, catapulted immediately right in there to, and, and so that's and that's a lot of pressure to deal with over a season, you know, because Michigan State's schedule ends at Penn State after a very favorable schedule, but a November 29th game at Penn State that could be a trap game right there, big time. If everything's on the line as far as getting to the big the playoff, yeah, or I mean? even
1: going they play at Maryland at 8 p.m. the weekend after playing Ohio State, and that's a yep, that's a stretch of big games and. And maybe you start looking ahead, because if I know, we beat Oregon is, and you're undefeated going into a game at Maryland on mm-hmm. a eight, 8 o'clock at night, it's just... And this won't only happen to Michigan State. This is going to happen no, to all everyone. the teams,
0: and it's going to be nerve-wracking, and it's going to be a lot of shifting, in. and we will never know, because the, the, the bowl committee will have to start disclosing. Seven weeks to the end, they'll start
1: disclosing their rankings, but we, we'll never know who's jumping who. And that's what I like yeah. about this is, like you just said it, mm-hmm. you want to impress. so last year they michigan state won every game in the big 10 by more than 10. and so yeah, maybe if you have a competitive loss and if you're barely winning in the big 10 and this and that, but if we if michigan state runs through and just annihilates everyone like they did last year mm-hmm.
0: What's interesting, though, see, we're talking about perception. This is getting into the the spreads and lines. Michigan State did all that, but look what happened. And Yes, it was a Rose Bowl game against Stanford, who was coming off a Rose Bowl win the year before over Wisconsin. But Michigan State was, was plus four as underdogs, and at kickoff, they were seven-point underdogs. Yeah, so it was seven and a half, I think. The was perception the... was that Stanford was going to win by a touchdown.
1: And Stanford... Yeah. wrecked Oregon
0: yeah so and, and that's then why they I'm really confused why I really wrecked so high Arizona Oregon. State remember Arizona State had right. a chance and they just destroyed them in oh that that Pac-12 championship yeah. game was nuts so, so and the perception was that Stanford was going to roll so I'm wondering this year if Michigan State is going to be you know is, is there some negative Big Ten overall perception SEC is the there must king SEC is the king and I, I guarantee as teams get in the discussion when when the whatever i'm going to keep calling it bcs but when the the playoff committee puts out their rankings that is going to put so much mental stress on the teams mm-hmm. that are in the top four that now that you got a target on your back and you know at I the end of, with the rivalry it's games, dynamic games, it's, yeah. it's pretty crazy because we've seen it in the past with the bcs rankings teams that are locked in man at the end of the season they start falling like dominoes and there was that year a couple years ago where whoever was number two in the ranking lost like every week leading <laughs> up to the end And sometimes it just rotates through. The team that was, like, number two in week six, they lost and fell to, like, seventh, and then they just sequentially worked their way back up to number two. So this is crazy, and what it does is this year, by the way, one of the playoff games is going to be played at the Rose Bowl, then another game is going to be played, uh, the other semifinal will be played at the Sugar Bowl, and then the final, I guess you would call it the Championship championship, Bowl, that's going to be played in where the Cotton Bowl is in in, in AT&T Stadium, Jerry Mm -hmm. Jones Dome in Dallas. So this is insane. And the thought of a college team playing two consecutive giant bowls, it's almost like unfair, but they earned it, I guess you could say. I
1: wonder what this playoff will do to conference championship games because now you have teams playing Huge games in December, and mm-hmm. other conferences don't have to play those. you know the Big Twelve. They don't have to play a, a championship I think game. They do. The Big Twelve doesn't have a. It doesn't have one nope. anymore.
0: I'm trying to remember because it's I mean, all run. They together. always like scheduled the Dr. Te- Te- Pepper. They always da- scheduled da- da.
1: Texas Oklahoma at the end, and for years that was the Big Twelve championship. But now, well, we can look at the um
0: you know Michigan State Oregon as a bowl game leading up. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it really that's kind of how I'm mentally doing
1: it because you you do up like you said you catapult yourself up into yeah. the top. But I think – I guess my point is mm-hmm. either everyone should have them or no one should have them. Because yeah. why – you know, we go back to two years ago when Michigan State was hurt by losing – by playing an extra game and losing in the in the Big Ten Championship, they lost a spot in the Rose Bowl. That's true. Wisconsin went. Yeah. Yep. And, and then Wisconsin – or was it who the next year? And then remember, Wisconsin beat
0: Nebraska seventy to yeah, twenty-one. And, 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 and Wisconsin and they came like, into that game and had five or six. Yeah, they losses. were like seven and five or seven. So, yeah, really and then they go to the Rose Bowl and got beat so by it just, Stanford. It is. I I agree with you there. It is. It's funny to see it worked out because uh, really, I mean, everybody wants to get to the, to a bowl, but you really want to get to the BCS bowls if you can. Right. That's what made last year so magnificent because yes, it would be sweet if Michigan State would have got to the Capital One Bowl game, But you feel like been there, done that. Now we have this dynamic in college football where like I, I can't believe it there's going to be a Rose Bowl game and there's going to be a Sugar Bowl game and then it and then it rotates and then next year yeah, it's going to be the six Fiesta different Bowl. bowls. Yeah, and, and yeah. the Peach Bowl is one of these six too. It's a funny That yeah, thing.
1: That's, that'll be the third pairing. Yeah, Peach
0: and Cotton and you know, it's just so funny. Or Peach and Fiesta. Like, well, okay, so we've talked now about um college. We talked about our, sh- our you know, we justified our show. Uh any you know what's funny, we're still 2 weeks away from NFL football. I I don't know much and we yeah. always say it's so hard to predict the first couple weeks of NFL. Football. Yeah,
1: and we're getting into week three of preseason where yeah. people start playing a little more. We haven't seen anything yet. No. There's nothing to base Yeah, like one or two drives for Peyton Manning. He looks yeah. great and then he gets oh, out. Oh, okay, yeah. good, and good so, job, Tom Brady. There's just nothing to talk about quite yet because yeah, no one knows anything. You know that's why you don't do your fantasy draft early because yes, what if you pick now and then someone gets hurt in the last preseason? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's always a potential for getting hurt, but. Well, the other interesting thing that comes to mind is that you have the
0: Seattle Seahawks, okay? They're coming off an unexpected championship. They were underdogs to Denver Broncos, and it was almost like probably would have been good good enough if they would have played well and lost or whatever. Because they'd say, Well, this is the year Seattle's gonna get it. They won forty three to eight. They were up twenty-two to nothing, twenty-five nothing, like and that. They, they just I mean, blew them you blinked out and... and now Seattle comes back with a fully loaded exact same team. So you got to say they are the prohibited favors here. We we talked
1: about it with the college football playoff. Pressure is an interesting dynamic in sports. And even with Michigan State winning the Rose Bowl, it, it, it does bear down on you in some way or another. And when you're the top dog and people are looking to knock you off, it, it's a different game. Yeah, good for teams sure. get a little. Yeah, th- it's motivating factor to
0: be an underdog. That's why the mm-hmm. spread's really important too, because a team can say, "Wait, nobody thinks we're going to win," and that's good for the coaches to say, "Like, look at the spread. They mm-hmm. think that you're seven point dog. No one respects you. You got to get out there and play hard. It's great, man. I just, I, I, I can't wait to see." How NFL starts. I mean, I, I'm expecting San Francisco to do very well again because cause Kaepernick is a great quarterback and runs a good team. They have a new stadium and everything to to make them you know feel like they're the ones. But then you have Denver and Manning's got probably maybe his last run. I don't know. So I, yeah, I
1: think they have to be the favorites again out of the AFC. I can't think. Does I can't think does, of any, other, think team of any other team that Mm-mm. has the weapons they do. But they lost Decker, so that'll. And people will
0: always say, well, Tom Brady's going to be good, and yes, Belichick and everything. I mean, we've got to worry about them. Yeah, but, they've um, become the New York
1: Yankees of football. I couldn't even – they all are the <laughs> that's same. That's so good. That's so true. Man. It's so true. God, they do. Because like, all the receivers a, yeah, are the same. Yeah, once you become a Patriot, you become like the Yankee Yeah, player. you're the
0: shave. Gosh. Yeah, uh, uh, anyway, good job for winning three Super Bowls, and like uh, hopefully that's it for them. And like you know, I'm mean, the Steelers played a preseason game uh, yesterday, and you know Roethlisberger looks like he's kind of run out of steam in his career. So I don't think Pittsburgh doesn't have like the they're not as dangerous as they used to be.
1: Yeah, I mean off the top of my head, I'm just thinking the two NFC West teams in Seattle and San Fran, and then. Green Bay is still, is still a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and Rodgers is a
0: great quarterback. And I just, I'm just mentioning it because it's the yeah. hot topic. We have Johnny Manziel, and he's, you know, uh, Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, who was the Michigan State quarterback several right. years ago. He's now won the Starter. starting role. And that won't last long, I though. don't think it'll last nope. long because the, the team will probably start one Social and three pressure. or something like that. I yeah, mean, and
1: people are going to just be
0: calling. It's going to be like when Tim Tebow, they're like, put in Tim mm-hmm. and stuff. And so they're going to want to see Manziel get a shot there.
1: But I, I think it's and my it's argument almost, is. They knew this was coming with Manzel, yeah. so don't draft him if you didn't want to start him. Sorry, that's just who he is. Would, yeah, and same thing with people and he who drafted Tebow. Good. He didn't
0: look good against the Redskins, but he, no, looked but really, he looks really—he looks.
1: Like he's a rookie. Got... He's going to look awful. He's going to look great. He's Johnny Manzel. Back that's in like '04, what...
0: when LeBron James was drafted out of high school, people were like wondering, "Are the Cavs going to win it right away?" And it, it took LeBron three, four years to figure it out and it's, get bigger and stronger. Are man, these are men. These are yeah, Manziel's boys, not going to be yeah. running no. away from people. This but,
1: and he just needs to. You know, they say each level you go up, the biggest difference is the speed of the game. Yeah, and, it's, and so until this, down. until you yeah. get strong enough for the game to slow down for you, uh-huh. you're gonna just be so inconsistent, and that's what we're gonna see with these young guys. And I think even with still guys like RG three, they played Cleveland, and uh-huh. he was getting banged. Or was that Cleveland they were playing yeah, the other yeah. night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was still not sliding and getting banged because guys just pursue so fast. Yeah, and you look one way, and then you look back, and they're, boom, they're there. Yeah. and it's such a fast game that. But don't draft Manzel unless you're going to start him. Yeah, that is because funny how they y- said. Y- you he's, just
0: no. Is he a distract? I mean, that that's that's very funny. So
1: do they not watch college football at all? Well, think, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to like. Go. We're I guess we're hearing from the they. We have they. The coaching staff doesn't want to deal with it, but they. The Browns organization, organization. loves it because all the money from the Manzel, you know, ticket sales and the jersey sales and everything. So it's a marketing yeah, decision.
1: Uh, Darren Ravel, he's a big. You know, he deals with all the money sports uh-huh, and sports uh-huh. and stuff. And he tweeted out the other day the number of mansell things in the on the brown's website to like you know in uh-huh, the, uh-huh. the brownshop.com yeah, or whatever yeah. was you know 80%. 275 or whatever Yeah. and then it said hoyer 0 oh they God. have no hoyer stuff yeah i mean
0: it's 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 funny because we're we're waiting and I, i'm you know good job for hoyer for winning it but he seems like his his ceiling he isn't has very know. he just and i respect I respect. I mean, hey, it's nothing against him. He was NFL. great last year too, and, yeah, he had three and then wins he got in hurt. Indy. Yep, yep.
1: So and he was awesome, but then they drafted Menzel. and so it's ready. Yeah, it's
0: this is Johnny Football, who won a Heisman as a freshman and can do magical things. So it'll be is interesting is that what to they're see. calling him now? Magical things. I'm <laughs> calling him magical Johnny. Johnny. Johnny Swanee. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, so we will talk more about NFL as we get closer to the season. It's it seems like you know it's it's a few weeks away, but it's it's longer than that because there's there has to be you know things settled and and usual suspects will rise to the top before the end of the season's over. I think. Yep. So cool. Well, uh, anything else on your mind that you want to do today? No, get it was to fun today? to be back. I'm
1: glad we did this, and we'll get back I into the full swing of happy. things.
0: Yeah, dude, very happy. Like, and we'll get a we'll get in here and and on a weekly basis, and we'll we'll talk uh, spreads and things. So. Yeah, man, I'm I'm happy you're here, dude. Like I'm glad. It's good to be back. Yeah, for it feels sure. good. So everybody, uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, hope that you are anticipating the season. I, I know you are. If you're listening to this, you are loving that you love football because uh, we can't get enough of it. And uh, I'm just um I'm I'm drooling. I can't wait for the season to start. So you know, take care, everybody, and we will talk to you later.